Welcome back to the ASAP Podcast. We are so excited to have you all here with us tonight listening on our What If Sermon series. Tonight we have two additions to the podcast. If you all want to just go ahead and introduce yourselves and say kind of what year slash what your affiliation uh, to CSF is. Yeah. Hey, everyone. My name is Christy and I'm a first year staff member at CSF. Hi, I'm Grant. I'm a freshman here at CSF this year. And we are going to be talking about what it looks like um, to live in um, sharing our stories and just what Mike was talking about and how our stories have a ripple effect on other people. But before we even get into that, we're going to start off with the same question for us that Mike started with his sermon with, um, which is, what is your all-time favorite movie? Personally, for me, this is hard to choose. I feel like I have a running list of five top favorite movies. But if I had to pick, knee-jerk reaction is always going to be Now You See Me, which mm. Oh, so good. I watched that so, recently. It's incredible. It hits every time. It really does. I'm going to say my favorite movie is probably the original Top Gun. Mm. I think it definitely beats out the new one, Maverick, wow. personally. That, Unpopular opinion. That's say, controversial. That, that might be a little bit of a controversial opinion mm-hmm. um one i feel like i say this all the time and people were like oh that's such a classic like guy movie like oh everyone says that but i really do have to say um that my favorite movie is goodwill hunting i think there's just so many good things <laughs> not like so the many other good boys lessons. not like the other boys of course no uh there are so many good things that are in that movie and so many good lessons to learn from it um you can laugh a lot you can cry a lot um and it's just a really good like feel good movie in my opinion and so um I didn't watch it until I came to college but it really has just changed the way that I see cinema and the way that like even movies should be um filmed and and directed so it's Mm. one of my favorite movies of all time so um yeah it was even cool to hear the people around me talking about their favorite movies and just even the differences between people and I heard a lot of different (laughs) movies uh stated which was just funny Mm um but yeah, so Mike tonight was talking about just what it looks like to tell our stories and the ripple effect that that has and even the way that the Lord has blessed us with our stories. And so um, the first thing that I feel like we should start out with is just talking about the things that um, we got from it and the things that even we learned um, from what he was saying. So do you all, either one of you all have anything um, super big or super, uh, anything that like just stands out to you all? I think one of the things that struck me about his story first was how he kind of was describing the moment at this camp experience where he really felt like he met God for the first time and how it wasn't even in, I mean, of course, the spirit met him in the room where all this was happening, but the way in the moment where he actually gave his life over to Christ was when he was completely alone, like out by the lake. And him talking about that took me back to the night that I felt like I actually gave my life to Christ. And it was literally just me alone in my bedroom, looking at the ceiling, like just admitting that like, yeah, I am literally sick and tired of trying to live two lives. And like right here, right now, like, I just, I don't care what happens after this, but I just want to be fully in. Oh, that's awesome. And that was, yeah. Love that part. That's good. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that too. What about you, Grant? Uh, I personally, I loved when he talked about just, um, when other people were pursuing other things, including himself with different alcohol or gambling. I really like that and how just like they kind of followed their own plan and they pursued other things in life that were way less important rather than their relationship with God and just trying to build upon that relationship. They were building on things that were not helping them in life and certainly were not going to help them um, grow a relationship with him. 
Yeah, that's so good. I mean, that's, I mean, I feel like something that we really truly all do struggle with. Like we all have, I don't necessarily think it's maybe one thing, but there's something, I guess, even when you said that, that probably comes to our mind of like, yeah, like that thing is something that maybe is keeping me from even hopping closer to the Lord and, and taking that leap of faith. So that was really cool. And it was really something that I related to too. But um, something he was saying and talking about at the beginning was um, he was talking about how a lot of times, especially like in our society and our culture, um, it's a whatever kind of mindset mm-hmm. of like do whatever, think whatever, wear whatever, like it's kind of whatever you want to do. But then when he took that step across the line and actually started following the Lord and recognizing like his reliance on the Lord, it turned into wherever. And that's something that like even I um, am so passionate about. Um, I'm very passionate about like international missions and, and like, um, and even like going beyond that, like wherever, like on a college campus and even like relying on the Lord and pushing even that, like that idea of wherever we are, no matter whether that's at home or if that's on a college campus or at CSF or in the library with friends, like the Lord is always with you and the Lord is always like even asking you to share your story and and get to show other people what it looks like to um, just follow you, uh, him closely. Um, and so that was really cool because it was like it, it, there is that change between whatever and whenever. Um, that was really cool. Another thing that was cool was even the idea that um, there was like, yeah, that there was he talked to the 95 year olds and they asked like what was one thing that they would change about um, like their life that they've already lived and they said slow down more risk more and do something with their lives yeah. that will live long i think after we all wrote passed. that down yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was like something that i was like dang i gotta i wasn't even like writing it down as i was doing it but um it was like uh like i, I went back and i was like i have to get this down so that i can mm-hmm. even like remember that in times to come mm-hmm. um is there one that like relate or like that you all relate to out of those three that slow down more risk more do something with their lives that will uh, live longer uh, after we've passed, hmm. I know it's a hard question. <laughs> I feel like I mean the. I'm not sure what category this even falls into, but if anyone's like friends with me or knows um, my story, how I even got on staff at CSF, I thought that I was gonna be going to grad school after <laughs> I graduated college, and that was very much set in stone until like literally the week of graduation. It finally all went through and um like things were approved and then finally got to (laughs) uh yeah finally got to commit this next year to working at CSF and to working in ministry and if you had asked me a year ago to the day I would have said never in a million years could this be me and yeah I think people get stressed out when we talk about um like what are ripples are. And I feel like I could see a lot of students sitting in the audience trying to count up all these different people. Cause like Mike's 37 and he yeah. has all these different stories and we're like 18 through 26 years old. And we just, we've, some of us might not have even left Lexington our whole lives. And so, yeah, I would even just like encourage people of like you have your entire life ahead of you. Um, and your ripple, like could be people you don't even know. Um, people you barely talk to. And I know I'm talking for a long time, but no, this, all that you're saying is really good. <laughs> this story specifically stood out to me from literally this last winter retreat. One of my best friends, Megan, um, invited 
this one girl to shift last year. Um, and this girl that she invited to shift ended up giving her life to Christ. Wow. And then this girl who went to shift is a shift leader now and is literally no baptizing way. people at winter retreat. That's awesome. And so we called Megan and told her, and she's like, I don't even remember having that conversation no with that way. girl. So like, we just don't even know what our yeah. ripples are, but we just have to trust that when we live lives that reflect Christ, yeah. like they just will happen. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I would say definitely mine is reflecting more. Um, I kind of go through each day and not really appreciate what I've been given and mm -hmm. just kind of like not even the effect that I've put on other people negatively or positively. And when you talked about the ripples and everything with that, um, I just, I really did realize some things were more positive that I did to, for others. And then others I could have easily left a more negative impact on someone. Mm -hmm. I really found it convicting. I was, I really thought it like, I was like, I need to start thinking about what I do with everyone. Mm. And just really like, I, I want to leave a good kind of like, not even first impression, but just a good last impression almost with every person, every time I talk to them. Mm. And yeah. Just hope I help someone, even if it's one person, I would love to help leave, leave, yeah, leave that last dope. impression and just start reflecting on my interactions with everyone more in my day to day of what I do yeah. and mm. what I've been given. Yeah, dang, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like this is even something, shout out to my Greek leaders out there if you're listening to this, but uh, we had a Greek leader gathering last night, and we were talking about like the ways that we can even honor our time for the Lord, and so like one of the questions was, do you feel like, do you feel like you are moving too fast or moving too slow, and what are the consequences of doing that, and um, I just feel like we live such a fast-paced life, like mm -hmm. it's like, we do one thing, we're at one place, and we're already thinking about the next place or the mm -hmm. next thing that we're going to do, and we can't really live in the moment, and I think that has a lot to do with social media and our phones and texting people and calling people and like even just thinking about what other people are doing, and I'm so, so guilty of that, um, and so I just feel like even now, like the Lord has asked me to slow down, um, and it's just even funny to think about like the 95-year-olds that they were talking about, like um, thinking about our generation compared to them, like we are... I feel like even faster than the way that they were living. Like we just want to do all these huge things. We want to travel the world. We want to see these things. We want to experience these things, which isn't inherently bad, but it's like what, like we need to be in the moment and like living in the moment and recognizing just even um, the ripples, like even co to come back to that, the ripples that our lives and our stories are going to have on other people and not mm -hmm. living in this mindset of me, 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 I want all these things, but mm -hmm. rather like, what is what, like Grant was saying, what are the things that, like I can impart on other people and what is my first, like not necessarily because you want to people please, but because you want to like recognize that Jesus is within you and uh, you want people to have that first impression, not of who Grant is or who Chrissy is or who John is, but who is Jesus within them. Mm. Um, and so I think we get so quick that we just forget that that's almost the thing that we're called to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, which is really tough. I mean, that's really convicting to me as well. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm trying to slow down more. So if you see me around the building running around <laughs> and trying to do things, be like, hey, John, have you slowed down today? And I, I probably will answer no. And so that'll remind me that I need to slow down and probably... Take a breath. Take a yeah. breath, yeah. But absolutely. even you saying that, I feel like something that I got so wrapped up in that culture of like trying to fill my schedule with all the things during college and like build the resume and all the things. But like even during my final months of senior year, I thought, I think a lot of people spoke over me that like God can be equally as honored in the no's as he can yes. in the yeses. Yeah, absolutely. And so I've just taken that with me ever since then. And we are 
I mean, the enemy would love to have us be distracted every moment of every day. And like every moment you break through all the distractions to even spend a second in prayer, like is a victory. And so, yeah. I'm going to say this. I'm going to laugh through it because Lydia, okay, Lydia Slade, if you don't know Lydia, go meet her. Mm -hmm. She is not the one that like deemed this or like created this saying, but she is the person that I've I've heard say this. And so I'm going to say it. It's if the devil can't make you bad, he's going to make you busy. Mm -hmm. And there's so much truth to that. Like, and there's not necessarily like being busy isn't necessarily bad per se but it's just the thing that keeps you away from actually recognizing the slowness of being in the lord and i've also heard Mm -hmm. the saying of or the idea of in order to catch up to the lord you have to slow down Mm -hmm. um and that's like kind of been the theme of our year of uh i don't know if you've seen people wearing the three miles per hour bracelets but that's literally the theme of the year of like Mm -hmm. hey slow down recognize um the places that you are and the people that like the lord can use you to reach um, and so that's just even cool that like Mike was talking about that tonight and now I'm making that connection of like, mm-hmm. that is our year. That's yeah. what we've been focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm a very goal oriented person. So I was, I found it very convicting too. I was like, I, I would obtain one goal and then I instantly feel like I need to obtain the next uh-huh. goal without appreciating the yeah. goal I just accomplished. Yeah. And I live my whole life just trying to stack upon each goal until yeah. I eventually, I run out of goals, then I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Because I'm not content with where I'm at. Yeah, so yeah. I really like that. Just slow down and appreciate what I've done and where yeah. I'm at. Yeah. And live in the moment. Yeah. That even reminds me of my freshman year. Like, I remember vividly, like, especially my second semester, I was telling this story to someone the other day, but I literally went to the Super Bowl. Like, I was invited, to, not actually the Super Bowl, the <laughs> game, but I was invited to go to Atlanta with, uh, with some friends, and they were literally like, don't think about it, just say yes. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll go. Mm-hmm. So we went to Atlanta, and the idea was that we were going to try to find tickets on the street, like a scalper or something, <laughs> which was going to be so expensive. And then we were going to get in, or we were just going to try to find fake tickets and try to get in. And so we ended up going, nice. spending the <laughs> night the night before, go, like, seeing all the NFL stuff. Um, seeing the like huge Lombardi trophy, the statue of it that they have. Um, and then we like were walking around Mercedes Benz trying to find people and we couldn't find anyone. And so we ended up literally just driving back during the Super Bowl because we didn't think anything through and we just went. And like, although that was such a fun story and I'd never changed it for the world because I can still to this day tell that story. It was like, if I would have just taken one moment, I probably could have saved so much money, but also like, that is a story that I get to share with people and even like share the wisdom of like, Hey, slow down and let's think about what you're doing, but also like take those moments and go have fun. Um, I don't know. So I guess there's just like a balance between those two things and just recognizing like there is joy and there is fun within the Lord and you can have fun with the Lord, but also just like being wise with your decisions and recognizing just even the effect that that can have on other people. But mm-hmm. I would never change that story for the world. I would probably go back to Atlanta, <laughs> but, um, yeah, just recognizing that and being wise with decisions and the way that you spend your time. So, mm. cool. Yeah. Well, we are getting there pretty close to the end here, but do you all have any last little comments or encouragement or even ways to apply uh, Mike's message to the students who are listening? Hmm. I think one of the things that I um, was thinking about towards the end of the message again, just from a student's perspective and even as like a first year staff perspective of trying to figure out like, what does discipleship look like? Um, how can I do that? And how do I do that? Well, and I was literally reading in first Corinthians this morning, but I just, I feel like I need to read this. Um, but it's first, 
1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 31. And it says, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according mm-hmm. to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God mm-hmm. chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. And that is just such an encouragement and that's something so that I want everyone to know. Yeah, that's so good. I think one thing we haven't touched on yet that I, I really think could apply to a lot of people is about living a double life. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. He really touched on that and how just it's it's hard to even live one life, especially when you're focusing that life on building a relationship with Christ, but living two, one <laughs> that's completely the opposite of what mm-hmm. you want to do with Christ is very hard. And um, I loved how he had a lot, of, he had people raise their hands and just we had people pray over anyone who uh, mm-hmm. was struggling with um, any like block or obstacle mm-hmm. that they were facing with Christ and something that was holding them back. And I really did like that because. I feel like it helped a lot of people and it just kind of helped them realize that there's more to life than whatever they're struggling mm-hmm. with. And uh, as soon as he said it, I thought of the verse Romans 8.18, uh, the pain that you've been feeling cannot compare to the joy that's coming. Oh, so yes. mm-hmm. no matter what you're Amen. dealing with, um, so I prom- if you, you just submit it to the Lord, I'm sure that mm-hmm. um, it'll all be okay. And you'll, it, it, you'll just trust me. Yeah, no, that's an awesome word. And I think that's even to be said about community. Obviously community is not perfect and CSF is not perfect by any mm-hmm. means, but even coming before your community, asking for encouragement, asking for even like a way for them to like push you in your faith is so mm-hmm. important as well. Mm-hmm. And so like in those moments of feeling like you're living a double life or like you're coming to CSF and you're having all these great worship moments, but also like you're like going and doing things like that you maybe feel like aren't a part of the will of the Lord, like to present those before your shift group leaders, core group leaders and the people that are surrounding you that are like chasing after the Lord is so important as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, come back to your community. We know we're not perfect and that mm-hmm. makes it even better. That makes it even no sweeter. One's perfect. No yeah. one's perfect. And so um, when you come and submit, first of all, before the Lord, but it's made it before your community as well. Know that like, yeah. there's no condemnation in that because we are also imperfect and we want to hear those things. Yeah. So. And when you bring things to the light, they become light. Oh, that's so that's good. That's scripture. So, that's you so know. good. Yep. Well, that is all we got for you all tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Um, we hope that you all enjoyed Mike Bro's message as much as we did. Mm-hmm. And we will um, see you all maybe in two weeks. Come to see us loose next week. Um, yeah. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Peace.